Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Adam, hello. hello. How are you? I'm well. Hello. hello. <laughs> I don't know why that was the register that my voice hello. wanted to start. Very Giselle. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. How are you? I'm good. I've had my first uh, week. I almost said work of week. My first week, <laughs> week of, of work. work. How are you? You've got an exciting concert tonight. Yeah, um, I'm excited. We're also going to a Cubs game in like two hours. So lol. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you going straight from the Cubs game to the card concert? Cubs no, and card? Pro- we're probably we're going to take we're going to have to come home and change anyway. So we're probably just going to do like a, a couple hours at the game. Mm, we got mm-hmm. tickets for free. Which is very nice. Family friend oh, cool. wasn't able to go. So they were like, do you want to go to a Cubs game? And I was like, I'll go and drink a beer. Why not? Yeah, why not? I'll Watch pay the good old Cubbies. $15 to, for a fucking Bud Light or whatever. <laughs> uh, well, this week we read chapter 26 called The Seen and Unforeseen. Adam, what happens in this chapter? My God, what doesn't happen in this chapter? Um, it was almost an hour. <laughs> it was so long. Um, okay. Harry's article in the Quibbler comes out. He suffers right. repercussions. Yeah. There's a Quidditch game. And uh, he has another dream, which Snape admonishes him for. And then someone <laughs> is fired. And someone's fired. Great. I mean, truly also like, and then a new teacher is added. I mean, like the yeah, whole yeah. chapter. There <laughs> is so much, <laughs> so man. Much There's so much in this chapter crazy i i was actually finding it really hard to take notes at first because like we were moving so quickly from point to point that i was like i feel like i'm just typing each paragraph again yeah yeah i know what you mean that's happened to me before sometimes yeah it's like when it's the it's the pair it's the chapters where it's not dialogue heavy but it's like plot point heavy where i'm like she is rushing through this yeah she is just trying to get from point a to point b she's like all right let's go (laughs) Okay, so start of the chapter, uh, we learn that Harry has at the Valentine's Day three broomsticks situation with Rita. Mm-hmm. He told the whole story, like every yeah. single detail that he could remember from June, he told mm-hmm. her. So um, Luna was like, so it should be coming out maybe this week, but we're also supposed to be, you know, releasing an article about some horned fucking bow chuckle ass. I don't even no, know no. what anymore. <laughs> Was it a uh, crumpled horn snore cack clack snore clack? Great. And she was like, so honestly, that's like a huge story. So you might get pushed back a week. That's going to be that's going to take priority. Sorry, girl. Snore clack. <laughs> Snorlax. Snorlax. Snorlax <laughs> from the Unhypen video. Oh, my God. Did you see my reaction to the? I haven't watched one it yet. Yet. I haven't watched oh it Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the whole time I'm just like ah! it's so, so cute. cute. I know. Yeah, crumple horn snore cacks. Oh, great. <laughs> For everyone but Adam that wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're talking about it at breakfast and which I think is this whole breakfast scene is very interesting, but they talk about it at breakfast and Neville and Dean are like, "Well, you did the right thing." 
which I don't even know why they would. It's so weird that they're just like openly talking about this thing that I felt like was supposed to be a secret. I mean, I guess it's going to come out anyway, but I thought it was, I just thought it was funny. And then Seamus is still like not saying anything, him, him and Harry. It's, which is crazy. It's been since they got back September 1st. So he and Harry haven't yeah. spoken in months. The, yeah. I know. Wild. Isn't that weird? I had to remember, I had to go back and be like, wait, I thought Seamus was in, in Dumbledore's no, army, but he's not. He but I think in the movie he is, right? Yeah. I think he comes. He comes around a lot more quickly. Cho is not. She comes to breakfast. She is not looking at the Gryffindor table. She is not facing toward Harry. She is not having it, honey. She has had. That's right. That's right, girl. And honestly, <laughs> good for sly. her. <laughs> honestly, sly. Sly. A sly. <laughs> um, and so <sighs> Hermione sees her and is like, how was your date, by the way? I didn't even ask you how your date was. And so Harry tells her the story. And she was like, well... You were a bit tactless. Hermione is us. Hermione's nicer than we would have been. We Which, literally would have been like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're so stupid. Um, and then he does the whole, they do the, oh God, she does the whole thing again of being like, well, why don't women just say what they mean? And like, she, it's even worse. This whole bit. What it's Hermione so, said. It's so bad. It's so ridiculous. You're like, oh, you should have said that you really didn't want to see me. And then you also should have said how ugly I was. I was like, no, that's not. Oh no God. girl would say that. Nobody would say once, that. Once again, for Joe claiming to be such a feminist. This is very anti-feminist. What is this response? It's also just like the reason, the reason. It's so annoying. The reason women, women, the reason women are <laughs> so, so often have this thing of being like, and I do think, I do think to some extent it is true that like women will uh, like be emotional in a certain way and then maybe not specifically like outright say what's wrong. Oh, right. Yeah. But it's because women and girls especially are like, raised to be super aware of people like be super empathetic and super tuned into people's emotions mm -hmm. and men are not so for women it's literally a survival thing yes like we learn to do that in order to survive yeah it's not then, fun like, for us no right <laughs> but then like men aren't brought up that way obviously no they're, yeah like, <laughs> logical and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah and so mm -hmm. then like this whole argument which is like the most tired fucking trope in the world is just like, well, if you just raised men to like also be as aware of like people's emotions, then this please this isn't confusing. No, let women just be direct and don't you know label it as aggressive. And I also feel like I mean I will say when I read the last chapter, I think even as a kid I could tell that. Harry was like fucking stupid. I don't think I read this chapter afterward and then was like, oh, now I understand why Cho was mad. Like, I felt like I read it in the moment and was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that she's yeah. like worried about Hermione. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way that he says it. Like, he just, yeah, he's just an idiot. He's not. And then the fact that how he's like, well, she should have said that. It's like, Harry, you can have a little awareness. Like, she did say that, pretty much. I just don't... Uh, he's just so frustrating. <laughs> I know. He's the worst. He's just impossible. Um, 
So, yeah, Cho, the reason Cho, we find out from Hermione, or Harry, you know what? We already knew. Harry finds out via Hermione that Cho was trying to make Harry jealous because she was, like, worried about Hermione. And so yeah. Hermione was like, what Ari said, where she was like, you should have just told her that I was ugly too on top of it. And you were like so sad you had to meet with me because it was, you didn't want to do it at all and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And like, also that's not the answer either. The answer isn't to like no, then that, lie. Yes, that is like making it worse. Because then it's, in, it's basically instilling one that all men care about is what women look like. So yeah. like, oh, she's ugly. I don't like her anyway. Right. So, yeah, it's, it sucks. It's not great. More Joe being Joe. So we hate to yeah. see it. You're just revealing yourself too much, girl. Reveal yourself. <laughs> Reveal yourself. Ron and Ginny come back from Quidditch practice. Um, it didn't go well. We can say no, that. It's not going uh, well for them. No. Um, Ginny is like, yeah, it was so bad that Angelina was almost in tears by the end of practice. So it's not, not looking, great. It's not looking good vibes. <laughs> uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's not looking good vibes. <laughs> um, and then Fred and George come back and they were like, oh, we watched the practice happen. And yeah, it's like a full shit show. Like... The two new beaters, I don't even know their names. It's not even worth remembering their names, to be quite honest. But, like, they're terrible. Ron can't fucking save a goal for his life, if his life depended on it. Like, he, they were like, the only way he can do it is if no one is watching. So, you know, perfectly ideal for a full Quidditch game where everyone is watching the whole thing. Yeah. He's got some major performance anxiety, poor Ron. Yeah. But they do say that Ginny's actually pretty good at Quidditch, which they are very surprised about and Hermione's like yeah it's because she's been stealing the brooms out of the broom shed ever since she was six years old while you were fl and flying around behind your back because you wouldn't let her play with you guys and they're like oh I guess that would be it <laughs> why couldn't she play with them what is this <laughs> this is stupid <laughs> this is what I'm saying that I'm like, Joe, you're showing too much of yourself. Like it's not good. <laughs> Just, it's so wild. It is so this woman. I can't, I can't, I know. it's wild. Okay. Yeah. But great for Ginny. Good job, Ginny. We love to see. Yeah. Get it girl. We love to see it. God, she sucks. Okay. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Hermione, they have this conversation about how, like, the upcoming game, you know, it might be, it might not be great. And Hermione, <laughs> Hermione's like, it's, I just don't think we should even, I mean, like, I think the Quidditch of it all really puts the houses, pits the houses against each other and it's not great for, you know, school morale. And they're like, you just don't get Quidditch, Hermione. And she was like, okay, fine, but at least my happiness doesn't depend on Ron's goalkeeping ability. Yeah. <laughs> Which... She's right. True that. So then True it dat. says, like, the next sentence is like, so two weeks later when the game finally comes around, Harry wishes he was just as apathetic about Quidditch as Hermione was. Yeah. Hermione is always, like, it's always a I told you so moment without her actually needing to say I told you so. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's 
It's always that. So the long and short of the game is that Gryffindor does lose. However, only by 10 points. Yeah, okay. it's not terrible. It's not a terrible loss, but keep keeping not great, right? Like it's if if catching the snitch is 150 points yeah. and the game ends and it's like I think it was like 240 to 230. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh who are they playing Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. Yeah, Hufflepuff. Yeah. And if Hufflepuff got 23 goals, yeah, it's not great. But you know, Ginny did catch the snitch, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And then her mom, and then yeah. Harry's like, there was a point where the snitch was actually by his fucking ankle. And if she had gotten it, then, <laughs> then maybe Gryffindor still would have won. So I'm still like better than Ginny. <laughs> He's so obnoxious. Yeah. And why yeah. did Ginny not see the thing at the exact moment that I, a member of the, the audience, or I guess you wouldn't say audience. Yeah. What do you say? Crowd. A member of the crowd. A member of the crowd saw it. How come she didn't see it at that exact moment? Like, Harry, shut up. It was also <laughs> a 22-minute game. It was a short game. There's probably a ton of times that the snitch was, like, right over someone's head in the crowd, and you didn't see it, so shut up. He's so obnoxious. He's so annoying. Um... But congrats to Hufflepuff. As Hufflepuffs, (laughs) we love to see a win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We won. So great. So yeah, Ron missed uh, by the 14th goal that he had missed. Everyone was like, this is not going well. Um, Yeah, not great. During the game, Umbridge had been sitting like a few rows away and like periodically just kept looking over and being like... She is a demon. Yeah. She's so... Having fun. <laughs> I hate Enjoying that. the game. Oh, she's so horrible. She's like, she's horrible, but she's so villainous. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. Oh yeah. Like, no, this I know. Specifically yeah. is like very funny to be like, are you liking it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all come back up to the common room there's you know sort of a, a sad energy about the room let's say <laughs> um ron is so upset and like angelina still will not let him quit and probably what what are you gonna do at this point you're gonna let somebody quit and then have to like replace the fourth yeah, person on the team yeah yeah so i get it um he's like very sullen and then goes to bed early. And so Harry gives him the chance to like have a bit of time up there alone before he comes in so that he can like, you know, pretend to be asleep or whatever, which he's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Harry goes to bed. He's supposed to let his mind go blank before bed. I don't think he's mastered this yet. Um, he has this like wild dream that starts with like, <laughs> So it's with like Neville and Sprout dancing together. <laughs> and like a mood. And then and Will's pissed. Yeah, obviously. where's Will? Where's Will? <laughs> and then um it ends with he's back in the corridor with the door. There's a blue light emanating from underneath the door, and like he's about to p- finally push through the door for the first time. When, like, Ron suddenly snores really loud and wakes it wakes Harry up. Yeah, it wakes him up. 
Yeah. And he's like, fuck, Ron. I almost got through the goddamn door. This fucking, I love I'm that so, he's like actually mad at Ron. I'm really over this fucking door. I'm over the door. I I'm know. Over the hallway. It goes I'm over on it. for so long. I forgot that it was happening this long. Yes. Yeah. It's like the rest of the book. And then we finally actually get to the hallway and it's like. <gasps> yeah. Um, next morning they're at breakfast and mama, the news has broken. The quibbler has come out. Everyone's talking about it. Harry's big old face is on the front page of the fucking quibbler. <laughs> um, he, he's also getting mail from readers of the quibbler. So because mm-hmm. this is what's wild to me. If you wrote, this is why, this is why magic, again, the magical community, why are we doing this? People should not be able to send the person mail. They no, can just send yeah. it because the owls know what, well, they also know that he's at Hogwarts, but like, yeah, it's wild. So anyway, he gets a bunch of mail and some people are like, you're off your rocker. And some people are like, I believe you, even though it sucks that I believe you, because that does mean that Voldemort yeah. is back. Yeah, I don't want to believe this, but I don't believe what the prophet is saying. So right. I have to, you know, I'm forced to believe this is what happened instead. Right. So, you know, it's a lot, but he's getting, he's getting, I mean, it's, it's out there. And this proves that like people read the quibbler, you know, maybe there are a bunch of Looney Tunes, but people are reading the quibbler. No, I mean, the fact that he's gotten that much mail, think of how many people read it, but just haven't written to him right so because you know maybe 15 to 20 owls are swarming around harry potter at this moment um umbridge comes over and she's like what's going on she's such a nightmare (laughs) and he was and harry's just like whatever she's gonna find out anyway so he like throws the quibbler at her and she sees it and she like almost like vibrates with rage. It's like yeah. steam is coming out of her ears, full cartoon. Yes. And so she deducts 50 points from Gryffindor and she gives Harry another Insane. week's worth of detention. Great. Which we know what that entails. Yeah. And we're still not going to tell anybody that she's torturing students. So cool. I just watched Friedrich knock that pillow off. <laughs> I think he knocked off the Kim Taehyung blanket too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so immediately upon the Quibbler arrival, there is educational decree number 27. Any student found in possession of the magazine, the Quibbler will be expelled. Was that same day or was that the next day she did that? Oh, that's a good question. By mid morning. It was like an Mid-morning. hour, and, an hour yeah. and a half later. Girl, she didn't, she like, she like, she didn't even get, she didn't even like approve this by fudge. She was just like, it's happening. No. Yeah. She was like, nope, this is happening. Um, okay. This is where I want to just side note. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the quibbler situation because Harry up to this point in the book has made it a point of being like, I don't want to talk about what happened in the graveyard because it's like very personal and traumatic. Yeah. And like now it's like, and I understand he was not paid for this. Like he, he's not gained any, 
he hasn't gained anything of value outside of just like people understanding his side of the story. Mm. I just wish like it hadn't been such a thing that he was like so morally opposed to like talking about it because it was so, Mm. you know, like Cedric died and stuff. I wish it had been like, I don't know, framed a little differently. So it didn't feel like he was just like being like, well, I'm famous now. There's like a little bit of it where he's like, (laughs) I know he, I know it's not that right, but like, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. That's all I wanted to say. I'm wondering if it was like because he wasn't comfortable sharing it because of the fact that no one was believing him and everyone was like laughing at him, that then because people were starting to question the ministry in his mind, I mean, obviously it was Hermione's idea, but like, was that why in his mind he was like, okay, yeah, I should share it now or like I'm okay with sharing it now? Yeah. I feel like it could have been okay if the problem is, is like, the whole thing is sprung on him at the three broomsticks. I yeah. Like if right. It, if it had been written where like he knew. Like, yeah. Hermione she had, had yeah. forewarned him ahead of time. Like, Hey, yeah. Or he idea. was like debating it. Then he or could whatever, like, think yeah. about it or whatever and be like, it is right. right for me to finally come out and talk about this. But yeah, it's just like a right. hard left. Turn All the way. From, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's fully what I need, but it's yeah. fine. I mean, it's important that it's out there, but yeah. Right. Right. I just can't, I just really hope that Cedric's parents don't read it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I thought about that. Like all I thought about, I was was just like, like, but he would have already told them. He would have already told them the same thing. Right. Yeah. There's something about it being like his big smiley, goofy ass face on the front cover that made me be like, like his sheepish grin, I think is how it's described. And I was like, there's something about it that like the framing of it is weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, Quibbler's out. It's out. Everyone has read it. The whole school. Yeah, knows. right. Because because she banned it, it's the Streisand effect. It's the Streisand. <laughs> I am so happy you know what the Streisand effect is. Yeah, yes. yeah. Her house. Yes. Yeah. The Streisand effect's huge. Uh, look it up if you don't know what it is. Basically, like she sued. She sued up somebody who like took aerial photos of like the coastline, and so they had gotten her house in the photos. But because she like sued it, it brought more attention to the fact that it happened. So then it was viewed <laughs> more than it would have been if she hadn't sued. If she hadn't funny. have said anything. <laughs> it's very, oh, it's, it's very, it's iconic. Um, but yes, the Streisand <laughs> effect, full effect here. So everyone has read the Quibbler and yeah. I love that their way of like getting around it is like either they like bewitch it to look like a textbook or they just like wipe it clean like yeah. a, like a fucking etch-a-sketch. They just like shake it and it goes But she away. couldn't have just, it, there's no way that she can reveal it to herself then. I was what like. What kind of witch is she? Yeah, not a good one. I mean, we already knew that, but not a smart one. Yeah. <sighs> um. However, the teachers, on the other hand, they're not talking about the quibbler, right? Like, they're not pretty much allowed to. Yeah, if, no. If, if kids are going to be expelled for it, they'll probably get sacked They for definitely it. can't talk about it, yeah. yeah. So, um, but they, you know, find ways to express their their gratitude to Harry in different, in different ways. So yeah. uh, professor Sprout gives Gryffindor house 20 points for Harry simply handing her a watering can, which is so funny. I know. Flitwick gives him sugar mice, which I'm assuming is like a, like a, like a, ch- a chocolate frog, but it's just like another yeah, treat sugary that's like, mice. Yeah. Like a gummy bear, sugary mice. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then tells him, shh. <laughs> Yeah, 
Shh. <laughs> and then like, yeah, like tiptoes away. Yeah. And then Trelawney in class declares that he will live to become the minister of magic and have 12 children. The best one. Girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> This is why she gets fired. Spo- Such spo- a stretch. Spoiler alert, by the way. Such a stretch. Yeah, yeah. That was why she went too far. She, a bridge too far. Um, Cho comes up to him in the hallway and is like, you were so brave for doing this and gives Harry a kiss on the cheek. So there. I did not like this. I would just like to say that Cho did not have anything to apologize for. Yeah. Um, that other was, than maybe yeah, getting. She apologized getting like mad uh about she was it wasn't right that she was mad at him because he didn't do anything in terms of like the he didn't actually schedule a date with Hermione but because of how he said it and then she assumed that he was going on a date with another girl I don't think that she should have apologized because the way that he conducted himself was horrible. So she came up and was like, I'm really sorry. And then he can't help saying, or I should say Joe can't help saying he was sad that she cried again. Yep. I was like, no, that's not okay. The article explained in detail the moment Cedric Diggory died. So when she says, when she says she cried reading it, we can use our last few brain cells we have left and figure out why that upset her. But also may have even given her the closure she was literally asking for yes. at Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, so you can share it to the world, but you can't tell me in person. I was going to say. This is what makes me mad, Ari. This right here is what makes me mad. It was such a moral thing for him to not talk about it. And now he's like, oh, here I go. I'm just going to tell Rita fucking Skeeter, an unregistered illegal animagus. Right. Stupid. So yeah, that we no, can go on this point. fucking third rate rag mag to tell the fucking world so I can get letters from randos at the fucking Gryffindor table and everyone can like notice that I'm important. I don't think that's Harry's mindset, but it sucks that that is the way the narrative has framed the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is it. That one, she definitely should not have been like fine with him after that because she should have been like, that was literally what I was asking you to talk about. Yes. And you said no. And you then you went, literally yes. left our date and went to the three broomsticks. Say that, Adam. Say that. You are right. This is your, remember when I did the rant about Hogsmeade so and <laughs> the Triwizard Tournament? This is you, This is yes, that moment yes. for you. <laughs> it is so infuriating. That's a great point. I didn't think about that at all, that he physically left that date where he was like, I don't want to talk about that. And then walked over to Three Broomsticks, did exactly that. Did the and thing she like, had just oh asked him to do to a, to, a, to a stranger and Luna who like, he knows less and than stranger. And Hermione Granger, who Cho is concerned that he has feelings for. And he has not done anything to reassure her that is not the case. No, he laughed he at her when she thought that was... Yes! When he figured out that, that was what... Oh, my God. He's a Cho, nightmare. He's Cho, a nightmare. I hope you've re- married a very wealthy, rich yeah. wizard. And you have yeah. the life that I hope you, you married, have always I hope dreamed you, of. I hope you married... Um, Sengchul or <laughs> Mingyu. <laughs> Think of the rich one. Like, who's, who's the ones that are rich? <sighs> Sengchul or Mingyu. <clears throat> God. Okay. 
Um, Seamus stops him in the hallway <laughs> okay. as well and uh, is like, hey, you're, I read that and I believe you. And I also sent a copy to my mom. So I love that, that he was like, I sent a copy to my mom too, so she can read the real thing. I was yeah. like, oh, he doesn't say I'm sorry, but. No, he doesn't really. But because of how Harry is, that doesn't surprise me that Harry's like, okay. Right. But I also don't know if, I don't know. There's a level of like, how much, how much should one apologize if like, you have also been given mis like uh you were believing intentional misinformation. misinformation like yeah it's one word against like actual positions of authority you know what i mean yeah i sure. don't think i don't think Seamus should feel too bad i mean it sucks that like in harry's point of view that like people yeah. believed it but also like i can't He's imagine also 15 and right. his mother was telling him this because his mother believed it so right. it's like you're not a full-grown adult dude right um at the end of the night, there is a celebration in the common room. Uh, they have blown up the quibbler the size of, like, a full poster. And it also yeah. have enchanted it so that he says things like, Umbridge smells like dung or whatever. Whatever it is. So fun. Um, Hermione's annoyed. <laughs> yeah, Hermione. We are Hermione. I would be like, okay. All right. It's just a Shut fucking magazine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he... Uh, she goes to bed early because of the, all the racket. Mm -hmm. Harry's scar is hurting. So he like finally takes and takes off early to go to bed mm -hmm. and everybody's like, Oh no, tell us the story again. Oh tell us the story again of how everybody. <laughs> you can just read the damn thing. Read just it. Read the damn thing. Read it. Um, I also didn't even mention that, um, there was a moment in the, in the library where Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle, we're like oh, very, right. yeah, very we're upset like because obviously Harry mentioned that their fucking dads were yep. Death Eaters. But the great thing that there Hermione must not points be a out. Libel. There must not be libel because I feel like Malfoy the was, Girl, there's nothing Malfoy in the wizarding world, girl. Know, that's true. But that's the great true. thing is they can't confront them about it because then, as Hermione points out, they would have to admit that they read it, which would get right. them expelled. So, or well, right. they wouldn't be in possession of it, but you know. They yeah. can't admit that they have read it. Yeah. It's great. Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay. Voldemort. Oh, sorry. Harry has a dream. Voldemort. <laughs> Harry has a dream. Um, and this time he is, he's inside Voldemort. He is like, yeah, seeing, he is. He's, he's Voldy. He's seeing the world point of view. Okay. POV. POV. POV Voldy. Voldy POV. <laughs> uh, Voldemort is questioning a person named Rookwood. Okay. Iconic. Yep. One of the Death Eaters. Um, and apparently Bode was unable to remove it, in quotations, hence why he is. fought against Malfoy's imperious curse. And he, they found this information, or like... Avery was the one who said Bode would be able to remove it. This mm. is the information that they had. So now he, Voldemort knows that the method they were using to acquire it uh, has been unsuccessful to this point because of bad, of misinformation. Okay. Because of misinformation. Um, and so he is now going to re-strategize. Right. 
That's pretty much what happens. And then in the dream, he but looks he's very the, angry. He looks in the mirror, and that's when Harry. It took. It takes Harry this long to understand that he is seeing the world through Voldemort's perspective. It takes him the whole dream to like connect one and two. Adam, no awareness. So stupid. Lack of awareness. So yeah. dumb. So he like sees through the mirror. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm Voldemort. And then wakes up. And Ron has like, no. No. <laughs> and Ron Nar. Is, Nar. 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 Nar, Harry. Um, so Ron wakes him up and is like, "Are who is it my dad? Is it the snake? Like, what's going on? I love that. He's like, oh, no. And Ron's like, what? Yeah. He had like just walked in. Um, <sighs> Harry tells Ron what he saw. Yeah. And Ron's like. And that he was like seeing it through Vol Like he was Voldemort. Yeah. And Ron, I like the head of detail that Ron like takes a drink of water, but like it's yeah. such a big drink. It like spills <laughs> onto his shirt. Yeah. Um, Just Ron things. Ron <laughs> says you should need to tell someone that you saw this, but Harry is like, but then I just told I, you, bitch. <laughs> but then he's like, but I'd be admitting that occlumency isn't working and I'm not doing very well at it. So I can't tell anyone. Dumbledore. No logic. We, we shouldn't I'm sorry. have let it get to this point. We need to have stepped in. Okay. Come what are on. we doing? What is happening? It's ridiculous. Um, and then he goes to bed. He goes back to sleep, but his scar is burning and he knows that somewhere Avery is being punished. Ooh. Ooh he's not very happy with Avery. Um, so the next morning he tells Hermione what happened. Hermione figures that that's why they had Bode killed because she was like, the nurse had mentioned that he was like getting better. And so obviously they'd be worried that once he recovered, he'd be able to like say what happened. So they, they killed him for that reason. Um, and I want to remind everybody that Hermione is not the one that ends up becoming a detective. <laughs> once again, which is the Hermione part knows of this what's book happening. Y'all. And then she also connects the dots to Sturgis Podmore and like how she was like, maybe Podmore was like in the invisibility cloak, just sitting there. And then Lucius just like thought, figured out there was somebody there. So then he just randomly imperious the hallway and he imperious. And I was like, girl, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. It's like, where are we going with this? We went from A to B to like Z, honey. What is this? Yeah. That was a leap. That was a leap. Yeah. So, but then she's like, but Harry, you shouldn't have even had that dream. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, I know. Yeah. And he was like, she's like, but first off. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And she was like, you just need to work harder at your occlumency lessons. This is where I did, I stray from Hermione. She, there is no way he is, he's not being taught anything, Hermione. So like, no, we, he hasn't even been, yeah. occlumency lessons, it's more of like watching someone perform legilimens and then just suffering. On you. Yes. Yeah, the whole time. So, uh, Hermione, have some empathy, woman. Yeah. <laughs> this is her payback. This is her payback for all the times he hasn't yeah. hold space for. She's like, well, just work harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the lesson, at the Occlumency lesson, the next one, Snape uh, sees the dream that Harry had had. Right. So th through, through the, like, mist and the fog of, like, all the 
memories that Harry has. He saw the hallway again and Harry and he admonishes Harry insinuating that Harry actually likes having the dreams because it makes him feel important. Yeah, this was such a no, we're no also, Snape. More leaps, more leaps. Stop leaping. We're just yeah. taking such big strides here. Yeah. What? I would, you know what? Hey, Snape should be like, oh, I'm clearly not doing well as a teacher at teaching what occlumency is. Nah. If it's not working. God. He will never say that. Um, when we go into Snape's mind by accident, I'm pretty sure the little girl laughing at a boy on a broomstick, I'm pretty sure that's Lily. That's what I, okay, so next time Harry casts the shield charm while he is, yeah, while it's happening. And it's, it backfires, so then Harry can see into Snape's memories. Yeah. So he sees Snape's dad yelling at his mom while Snape cowers in a corner, which that yeah. is very, that is very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, he sees Snape Killing flies as a child. Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, it's giving it's giving absolute sociopathy. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah. <clears throat> and then a girl laughing as he mounted a bucking broomstick. And I was like, I bet it's fucking Lily. I bet it's Lily. Because he's all weird when Harry and him like break apart yes. mentally. Yes. He's all like yeah, he's gross. Uh, let go and let God sneak. <laughs> let God, since the wizarding world is also Christian. <laughs> um, Snape is upset that he basically was able to do this, and he was like, I don't remember telling you to cast the shield charm, but fine. This is like, like the closest he will ever get to giving Harry a compliment. He's like, yeah. but nevertheless, it was effective. I was like, yeah. girl... Just say, well, you might as well do that if you can't do anything else. Like, yeah. that's the only thing Harry's made progress with so far. Yes. So then my I, my thought is, like, is he, if he casts, like, any type of protective charm, would that be able to repel the legitimates? And Snape just doesn't want to say that? I just think it's stupid because I'm like, okay, that did work. Wouldn't you move forward in that direction? Where instead he's like. Yeah, I don't know. Because I also feel like you could. I think the fear, the problem would be like. If you, if you switch back into Voldemort. Into his memories. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he also like form if he's so good at whatever this is, couldn't he formulate false memories for you to see to then it's still like the same thing as legit. Couldn't you do it yeah. in reverse basically? I don't know. I, th- I mean, I do think it's probably smartest to just like go blank so then you, nobody can see into your mind. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Snape is pissed, and so he casts Legilimens again, but before he gets to the count of three, so Harry has no time to react. But this time, Harry is in the corridor. I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the word corridor at this point. He's back in the corridor, but he, this time he barrels through the door, and they're yeah, now he's in, in a, the room, he's girl. He's in the, a circular room with a lot of other doors, and he's deciding which door to go through 
when all of a sudden he comes to and he's like lying on the floor flat on his back. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I wish we had gotten like Snape's perspective of like what the fuck he was watching yeah. because like Harry just like shoots back and falls on the floor. Yeah, how did that happen? Um, the ha- Snape is like scolding him because he's not trying hard enough and then Harry gets defensive and says like, why why he basically brings up something completely at random and is like why do you keep referring to Voldemort as uh the dark lord because only death eaters refer to him that way and before snape has a chance to retort they hear a woman screaming from outside the classroom they hear it again and so they rush out of the room and it sounds like it's coming from the entrance hall he runs to the entrance hall there's a bunch of students there's a bunch of professors and trelawney is standing by the door the entrance doors and she is clearly drunk. Um, yeah, she's something, a little wasty. Something that was not included in the uh, film version. Was oh, the film version is like perfection. Oh my god, the I film know. version the is so is really incredible. It like I think I actually cried when I saw that for the first time. Yeah, oh. uh, and Trelawney is being sacked in front of the entire school, and because she lives at Hogwarts. She's being told like, you also have to like move the fuck out. Yeah. She has to leave. Yeah. Um, it's real gross that this is happening in front of everyone. Reveling in it. Yes. She is just like enjoying every moment. Right. Cause she has all the power Mm -hmm. for the moment. Uh, McGonagall, McGonagall comes forward and like hands, Trelawney, Sybil, we'll say Sybil. She hands Sybil a handkerchief and she's like, it's okay, like, calm down. You don't have to leave. And Umbridge is like, under whose authority does she not have to fucking leave? Who the God, fuck are she you? Is, she is so gross. <laughs> yeah, she just cannot be quiet for a second. And from out of nowhere, Dumbledore's like, under my authority. And she was like, I've sacked her and I have the authority under educational decree number 24. And he was like, okay. Nowhere in that decree does it say you can kick people out of living at Hogwarts. If yeah, I ch- like off the premises. Completely. I still have the ability to let anybody I want live here, ma'am, Miss Girl, <laughs> Karen, li- little girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like gobsmacked, and then uh, McGonagall, and then Sprout and Flitwick all help Trelawney and her luggage like go back up to her mm-hmm. tower. It's very sweet. And then uh, Umbridge is like, well, when I get a new professor, they're going to need to live somewhere. So where she's going to have to leave at some point. And Dumbledore is like, I've already found a professor. And she was like, what do you mean? And he (laughs) he was like, so "Uh, good. You can only find a professor if I'm unable to. But because I've been able to, you're. Like, services are not rendered here, Henny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your services are not required, Henny. Yeah. And so then he's like, meet the new <laughs> divination professor. <laughs> and in walks a fucking centaur. And it's Ferenz from book one, honey. It's like, it's literally like he brought in a drag queen to like an anti-drag. <laughs> yes. So great. Like, <laughs> so great. And that is Her the worst end of the nightmare. chapter. Yeah. Oh, it's about to get real like 
creaturist yeah. racist. I did want to mention, I loved that he mentioned how like Dumbledore looked so impressive, like standing in the doorway with like the grounds, the like beautiful Scottish highlands behind him. Yes, I was yes, just like, yes. I love how that was described. It's very visual. I loved it. I mean, I like, on I one hand, him. there was a moment where I was like, this is all very convenient that he happens to bring Ferenz the exact moment she's getting fired. But also like, but that's the I don't point, care. girl. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> That's the point. I live. <laughs> I live. <laughs> I live. Uh, okay. Incredible. Amazing. Thank you. And that's um, it. That's the chapter. <laughs> I live. I live for that chapter. Uh, that wraps up this week. Next week, we'll be reading chapter 27, the centaur and the sneak. Okay. Ari. We so we remember how halfway through this book, we had to yes. shift what we were saying, and we had to start saying that we were recorded on Spotify for podcasters. Yeah, or uh, it was like hosted. It was hosted on Spotify for podcasters. Well, ever since then, um, it has automatically asked a question on the Spotify episode page to our audience of like, and the okay. gener- the generic question is, "What did you think of the episode?" And we've been oh. getting, we've been getting responses. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so, they'll be excited to hear that we found them now. So yeah, we've so we're gonna them. go through them, you know, one at a time, or if we have a lot, we'll maybe do two at a time. Um, so this this one is the first one we got. Um, this is from chapter I think seventeen. So literally ten weeks ago, the chapter where we were talking about the dorms and how the boys can't go. Yes, it's the chapter. The girls dorms. Yes, it was that chapter, and it's the end of the chapter is when uh, Sirius is in the fire, and then Dum- and then Dolores's hand comes through. Yeah, Umbridge's hand. So you can you can read the comment if you want. Uh, this comment is from Mariah. I like to dream that nowadays the doors are guarded by some kind of magical consent-based system for all guests, intercoms, gargoyles. I don't know. I agree. Ending has all the drama. Thank you, Ari and Adam. Oh my god, I love the idea of gargoyles. I love an intercom. What are your intentions? Be, Tell it to buzz, me straight. Can you buzz me in? It's just like a regular, <laughs> degular apartment building. Yeah, like every anytime Adam comes up to see like me and the girls, they're like, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they like know Adam first name. Hi Adam, how's it going? Does Say Dordash, hi to Nan for me. Dordash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Thanks, Mariah. Um, Thank you, Mariah. Thank you for your kind words. We love hearing what you think. We love hearing what all of you think. We also got a comment on YouTube last week, and I didn't copy it here, but they were saying, like, they thought the reason that Harry was extra angsty in this book is because it's supposed to... They they assumed it was supposed to help uh, exemplify that his connection with Voldemort, that he's, like, in a bad mood more (gasps) often because... Because I mean, Voldemort that is, is a corporeal ve- now. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a really good take because I've never even thought about I've that. Never but yeah. About it either. And then that would be like an external thing. Like it's not really Harry. Right. It's not like, who Harry really is. Like what ends it's up like, happening to Ron in book seven. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. with the Horcrux. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I also think it's really just that Harry's a fucking 15 year old. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that Harry has not processed all of this trauma, girl. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. all a little bit of a shithead if we haven't properly processed our trauma. I'm just saying. Trauma. Um, 
you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts, as well as video versions on the Ampliverse YouTube channel and Spotify. That's so cool that because I'm not a Spotify user, I'm an Apple Music yeah, user, but I didn't know that Spotify has like video versions. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect mute score. Five stars or else um, you'll uh, fall asleep. And then in your dream, when you look in the mirror, you'll see Voldemort. <laughs> and then uh, wake up screaming, Arnar! Arnar! <laughs> Clayar! <laughs> um. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HP Anxious or YouTube and TikTok at The Ampliverse. We are hosted on Spotify for podcasters, so thank you to them and are a proud member of The Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Ari. And as always, POV Voldy, Voldy POV. <laughs> <laughs>